And I thought maybe, you know, now yeah. that I'm nursing milk from my breasts for the children, you know, I would wash a dish. But it turns out I will not wash a dish. I ask him what's for dinner and he looks at me with these wide eyes like I'm working full time and taking care of the children. I don't know what's for dinner. I'm like, well, you let me know when you find out. Okay, bye. I mean, it just... But I am a good parent. Like, yes, I'm good yes. with my babies. Yeah. My babies matter. Yeah. And sometimes I yell. Sometimes I'm short with them. And I always make sure to say I'm sorry. Sometimes when See? you love someone and you're frustrated. But you have to learn when you're when you're wrong. P.S. Most of the time I'm not like wrong per se. <laughs> Spoken like a true mom. Okay, you know, I told you to tie your shoes like seven times. Make you know? me say it an eighth time and it might get loud, you know. It's the cruel thing of, of nature when you get older. Like, even if your mother is like the worst person in the world, because yeah. there are those mothers that out happens, there. That happens. There are some things that they actually were right about. Yes. And you're like, <laughs> oh, why? I don't. My parents were both like really good parents. Aww. So when I find things they were wrong about, I'm like, what? Yeah. Ha. And they're like, okay. You do enjoy you that on one. Them? Ha. Yeah, no, I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You were wrong about that one thing. And they're like, cute, Miriam, that's cute. Whatever oh makes you happy, God. sweetheart. I'm like, damn it. Well, you know what? What makes me happy is that you're back with us. I'm glad to be back. Welcome, Notorious Women listeners. I'm Lavetta. I'm Miriam. And this is Notorious Women Podcast, the podcast about a comedy podcast. A comedy podcast. About some of history's most notorious women. Yes. And we're so happy because we got our Miriam back. Yay, it's good to be back. Sorry I was gone. I had some family things oh yeah important things but yeah. uh when you were saying about uh your parents are so great and you know yeah. as parents and then so when they're wrong sometimes and then i was saying and then i said uh did you dab on them and that reminded me uh -oh. of have you seen the snl sketch Which about one? the black people the white people uh, in the news oh my god oh my god oh my god okay first of all i was like screaming while i was watching it i was screaming because i was like yeah it's true and then so i'm jewish right and so we do the same thing because we watch the news and they're like and the rabbi we're like what, what happened what the rabbi do he's not really a rabbi you know he's this form of judaism which isn't really judaism exactly okay so we don't have to talk about it anymore we do the same shit so you know, true. I think that should be a running uh, skit because yes, and because use everyone. Yeah, because my my roommate is Filipino and she said the same thing when the yeah. Andrew Kunanan thing happened. Oh <gasps> shit! They yeah. were all like, mm, not our people. Well, he's Filipino. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not really Filipino because let me explain. These are the bloodlines. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they need to have one with a Muslim guy. They're like, yeah. Oh, terrorism! Please, please, oh, please, 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 domestic, <laughs> domestic. You know. <laughs> And then what if it's a white guy? Everybody's like, oh, okay, uh -huh. oh, that's fine. Well, I mean, Woo. I told you. <laughs> but boy, when they were yeah. like uh, climbing in Utah or something. Yeah, they were like, yeah, and, right. and he was like, just keep reading on. His name Laquan Jenkins. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I love the button when they were like, a guy dresses the Joker. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's on SNL, like, Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, not this yeah. past Saturday, but the two Saturday weeks ago before, with uh, yeah. the one with Phoebe Waller-Bridge on. Oh, you know I love oh her God, so much. Her. She's so good. She's you guys spirit should spirit animal. I love you her. You should totally check out Fleabag. Watch uh, it. If she's a fucking genius. But um, yeah, like when they played it, because black people have been saying that for years, but I just mm -hmm. love how like the guy, the weather guy's like, that's all right, baby. We like, score. I, I, I love how every ethnicity was like, yes. 
don't do that. <laughs> no, since I was very late, I'm so sorry. Poor Miriam. Lavetta was very late. I'm so sorry. I I've, think we should get started. I was drinking started. coffee and watching baking shows while I was waiting for her, so oh. I'm not. I'm not really mad, but don't tell her that. <laughs> I want her to think that I'm really mad and she owes me. <laughs> so, well, I think we should get started. Um, so I don't know who is first, but since you've been gone and we miss you, I'm bad I want you back. to go first. All right. So, so we're resetting whatever it was. Well, let's reset. I'll go first. So, Lavetta, <laughs> this week, so I had a lot of like some family things yeah. going on. It was, uh, I'm okay. My kids are okay. My husband's okay. But yeah, I will, I'll say it. I'll okay, tell yeah. us. It's up to you. I lost my father a few weeks ago. Um, and I think I can say that without crying too hard. Yeah. But, it, you know, we, he was old and lots of things. But that's what happened. So I was like looking and I was like, I was in a sort of a dark place. Yeah, of so course. I, I went to a lighter place and I found the lightest place. Oh, so I have to open this book. So who's I your notorious woman anything. this week? So my notorious woman. Uh, hold on. You guys like I have to get it together. Here we go. OK, <laughs> I was very, very late. I'm going to reiterate that. She was very that. late. Was. And that's why I can't open a notebook. <laughs> That just makes sense. <laughs> okay, does. I'm glad we're clear. Okay, so we know almost nothing about this woman. Oh, okay. But she is very important, and we must speak about her. Okay. She's important to you, Lavetta, and she's important to me. Okay. 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 Her name is Nancy Johnson. Nancy Johnson. Yep. Okay. She was born in 1795. Wow. Perhaps she lived in Maryland, Pennsylvania, or New Jersey. We don't really know. Uh, Again, why we know nothing? I because don't know. she's a woman. Maybe she was white, though. So usually they know a little. Even bit more. even white women, they were like, unless she was married to someone important, right? Okay, and they don't even know who. They she was probably a housewife. Okay, uh, but the point is, she filed patent three two five four in September eighteen forty six for the first wooden ice cream freezing machine that she invented in eighteen forty three. Nancy, I love you. She is the reason we eat ice cream. Oh, yes. Yeah, we need to thank this woman. Yeah. Oh, God. So let's yes. just be clear. Ice cream is because of a woman. Thank you. You're welcome, men. You're welcome, men. Mm-hmm. Every time you eat ice cream, you thank a woman. Yes. By telling her how smart and wonderful and clever she is. And that she is not fat, ever. And ever. 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 That's right. Also, don't look at her boobs while you're talking. <laughs> Look up, look up, look up. Okay, so. Wow. I mean, we know that's basically it. So I'll tell you a little bit about the device and what it did. Okay. It was manual that you've seen it like in old movies, right? That was cranked by a handle like inside there was a wooden pail that contained crushed ice while an inner tin contained the ice cream mix waiting to be frozen. So the little, the lid bottled on the top of the handle turned to freeze the mix. Okay. And there was a split in the inner cylinder that made it possible for two flavors to be frozen at the same time. Double scoop. She also invented the double scoop. Okay. How would you even come up? How would you even know that that would work? I have no idea. I mean, smart people. Because, yeah. Engineer people. There was nothing like that. They'd freeze things in like a wood, in like a a tin. Yeah. And then they'd mix and mix and mix and mix. And it was very laborsome and time intensive. Um. So, unfortunately, and probably the reason we don't know anything about her is that she didn't have the funds to manufacture uh, it. So she sold the rights 
Which was kind of her to do this. I know, but how you much know? did she sell them for? $200. How much was that back then? Like maybe $1,000. That's probably more than that, I, right? Yeah, I hope I'll so. I'll look it up. Look I'll it up. Yeah. Look, I'll keep talking. You look it up. And 17, uh, probably uh, 1846. 1846, okay. Is when she invented it. Um, he kept the name of the invention to her, to dedicated oh. to her. So the, it was called, the patent was Johnson Patent Ice Cream Maker. Oh, so okay. that's how he sold it. Um, should have been Nancy Johnson with her picture on it, but right. fine. Also, like residuals would be nice. Yes. Anyways, um, it simplified the process and became like a good. It was what families did. It was yeah. a good bonding time. Like families would bond around this ice cream maker. They would take turns cranking the thing, and it became part of like. The culture of of America. Wow, you know, um, so I found it. Uh, what is in it? In two hundred dollars in eighteen forty five is the equivalent of six thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. That's not like you know. That's a good. Yeah, day. but it's not for. But you, you know, know what? If you and I got six thousand dollars, we're not quitting our day job. No, no, exactly. We're maybe buying a new car or something. She should have gotten like ten thousand. But she probably didn't yeah. know it was worth what it was worth. Well, it he y- probably didn't know that. He either. probably didn't either. Yeah, he probably thought, oh, I'm going to give her a good deal for this. Yeah, but. I don't know. That was that was a huge turning point because before this, people didn't eat ice cream. It was a royal thing. It oh, was the very rich. Oh, yes. And because of this, it changed kind of the, the, the I don't want to say the face of the nation, but it, cha- it gave, basically gave poor people something rich. Yeah, like, because didn't uh, Thomas Jefferson's brother-in-law and chef wasn't he the one that created ice cream in France, I think? I think it was George Washington. Is it George Washington? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. so yeah, that and, would make and sense. he that. came and, and they think that she, if she lived in Philly at the time. Okay. Okay. She might have met. And the chef, by the way, was a black man. Right. Right. Who, he's a man, so I'm not going to yeah, talk yeah. about him much. But like. But she came up with the idea of. He, he should have actually gotten a lot more accolades. For no, but like, she came up with the idea of, of, of making it widely available. Yeah. Like like you said, because before, only the wealthy. Really you probably only knew about ice cream if you died right, if at you some were, wealthy person's house, <laughs> right? right? And you're like, what is this? Um, it was considered disruptive technology. Oh. Meaning the kind of technology that just, like I love, probably smartphones are disruptive technology. I love technology for that reason. I love yeah. it when you can put stuff, make mm-hmm. stuff available to poor people or working class people or middle class people. Yeah, and, and make people. it, and t- that to me was like so Like big. cell phones used to be huge in the 80s when people yes. had them in their car. Remember, and they'd pick them up, <laughs> and they were much bigger than their faces. And they yeah. would, you know, they'd lose reception constantly, <laughs> but they'd be like, look how rich I am. Yeah. I have this phone, I'm rich. So, yep. Like, okay. <laughs> um, so eventually electric ice cream machines were also made, but these also kept selling even after the electric ones were made because people liked the crank. Yeah. People liked the bonding experience. And it's good for children um, to teach them that if you work hard, then yeah, you get a reward get at a reward. the end. Like, honestly, I would not be mad about having one yeah. and my kids take turns and then eventually my husband spends three hours finishing it up. But still, yeah. you know. <laughs> they know, um, yeah. But the... Today's ice cream makers are basically the same idea. So what she invented has has still this basically the same thing, the same technology. Wow. And you can there are graphs you can look online exactly what went where. But what she did is still basically what's happening now. Only it's electric and you can press a button. But and she go. filed a patent for it. That's she filed amazing. A patent for it. 
Um, she died in 1890. Oh, okay. Um, and she just, she basically brought ice cream to the masses. There's a picture. We should post this if we can, um, that I saw as I was researching her. And because there's nothing on her. So a lot oh, of time just a like shame. If anybody knows of her or this is your great grandmother. Uh, yeah. Or great, 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 great grandmother. Great. I, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, family four greats, lore. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I think I four greats. Yeah. Four greats. 1795. So. Yeah, you're born. Yeah. yeah. Four greats. Five greats. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh there, it's, the picture is called Children of the Ghetto and the Ice Cream Man in Chicago. Oh. And it's a bunch of like scrappy kids. Kids love the ice cream around man. Around the ice cream man. And it's like, and they're happy and they're excited. And it's like that makes a big difference in someone's life. Eddie Murphy has a very famous bit about the ice cream man. He does? Yeah. From Is it from Delirious? It's from Raw or Delirious. I think it might be from Delirious. When he says, when he's like, uh... It's like whenever you hear the ice cream truck coming, everybody loses their mind, <laughs> including your parents. And the kids are like, ice cream, ice cream, the ice cream man is coming, the ice cream. So he runs to the, to the window and his mother's like, well, get you da, 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 and get a flip it for your brother. And then he's throwing money out the window. So it's like, ice cream man. He's like, the ice cream man sees his little kids behind him. And he like speeds up and he's like, watch me, watch, watch me make these little fuckers run, right? Yep, yep. And then he goes, he's like, Miss, thank you, Miss Ice Cream Man, could I have, he's like, Thank you, Mr. Ice Cream Man. Thank you, Mr. Ice Cream Man. And then he goes home, and then the other kids who don't have any ice cream, you're like teasing them. I got some ice cream. Yeah, you can't get none. And you can't get. You've never heard that? I think that's a whole thing about it. So long ago. And then he drops it. Yeah. And then he's like, he picks it up. Psych, I still got some ice cream. (laughs) But ice cream, I heard the ice cream truck the other day. I don't know what neighborhood I was in. I think it was East LA. And I got so happy. I do too. It's so funny. I took my kids to the park the other day and my kid's like, mommy, if I was going to get an ice cream, I would get the SpongeBob. And he's giving me this like look of like, like, mommy, do you remember how cute I am right now? Because I'm so. I'm, and the thing is, the kicker is that I, like there's I spoil the shit out of my children. So, you know, there's always like I got to say no at some point. Right. But I also like remember how like how exciting that is. But I really didn't have any cash. Oh. And I did bring snacks. But I was like, okay, next time we go to the park and right. it's warm out, right. I will let, they just have to like, because then it's a thing where they always want it. And right. so you, right, right. But then, but then you're also always saying no. Yeah. You want to make it a treat. There's like a joy in yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, let's go to the ice cream guy and let's all get some ice cream. I just think it's so, because also, you know, we all, kids are the same throughout history, no yep. matter what race. Kids yep. are the same. They want ice cream mm-hmm. and they want, they want sweets and they, they want to play. And they want to play. That's it. And so like, uh, that's why I felt kind of bad because like they're at a park, they're playing. Yep. And they just want some ice cream too. It's so exciting too, but, yeah, remember? Yeah, but it's like, oh, we're about to go have dinner. Yeah, I'm such, yeah, yeah. I'm such a parent now. I'm like, yeah. I don't want you to spoil your appetite. Who am I? I Why did I? But it's true. But I was like, okay, you know what? We can we can do that. Kids are the same. And what's her name again? Nancy, Nancy Johnson. Nancy Johnson. It couldn't be more. You know what I bet? What happened? What I bet? What happened? Well, yeah, I, I. She's also uh, the name, by the way, of a senator. Yeah, because that's a that sounds like a John Smith kind of name. Yep. Nancy Johnson is not. I'm sure there have been a lot in history. But what remind what probably happened because she's a woman. Yeah. 
you know, created this thing. And then the idea, for me, the idea that she went to a patent office and patented it. And then like, was she knew what she did. Yeah. But I wonder if she did it. She was inspired. She created it. We can't, we don't know anything about her. Maybe she really needed $200. Yeah. Oh, because that's a lot of money. Like $200 is a lot of money. But also had bills. I wonder if people in her life kind of downplayed how big of a deal it was because you're a lady. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like that's extraordinary that she created this thing. It is extraordinary because the the way ice cream was made before was nothing like it. Yeah, the idea it's like um, what kind of she must have much, had schooling or something. She 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 must have. She must have. Because patent applications are really complicated and mm-hmm. annoying and like but the fact she just didn't have the money to manufacture mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like I feel like she could have done it. She could have become a self-made woman. Yes. If she or she found partners who were willing but to... But probably, who is going to partner with a woman? Right. Probably the best she felt she could do right. was to sell it. And she probably was happy with $200. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. But I'm just so like amazed that she had the skill and the knowledge to create such a thing and then had the wherewithal to go and patent it. Yep. And then and then she sold it for 200 And that, that goes to show you, that's why people need resources. Because yeah, if she had, yeah. you know, found the right... I was just watching this thing, um, a great documentary called Boss, the history of African-Americans in business. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's very, very, it's very, very fascinating. Um, and so, because we think of Madam C.J. Walker as like the first, which actually she's the first woman self-made millionaire woman in the world. Mm-hmm. But that we know of, right? But... Even during her time, there were plenty other black millionaires, but they kept their their money on the down low for various reasons. Yeah. But what they talked about was like, and so in the in the modern world, in the tech industry, there's this woman, uh, I got to look her up. She might be one of our notorious women. She was saying that the access for people of color, but for women in general, to get money from investors is very, very difficult, yeah. even if they have a great idea. Yeah. Whereas they keep giving all these men ideas for Uber and Lyft and WeWork. And these guys, these companies are losing money. Yeah, they're, they're all not doing but well. But they've been actually. able to get like raise like hundreds of millions of dollars in seed money from investors because they're dudes. And investors still don't. So this woman, yeah. this black woman is ahead of her own um, investment um, a fund to help people who, who can't get a oh, loan, good. who can't get funding. But it's, and it's large, in, you know, in our uh, plebeian minds, but it's not in the scheme of, of like these kinds of funds. It's small. But she's like, I feel like it's an untapped resource. And she's like, we can show them the data of like, you know, that these businesses uh, tend to do really well, that they need to invest in women. They need to invest in mm-hmm. people of color. But a lot of times, and she's like, it's so frustrating when I go in, these guys are bumping, you know, hip hop. They got the hip hop clothing and the swag on but they won't give money to black people. And it's just so like frustrating, right? And so Nancy's yeah. story reminds me of like, yeah. she had a brilliant idea. Like I thought about that too. Like if she was a man. She was a man. Oh, she would have been. Could have found a partner. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, who yeah, knew absolutely. a guy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how that story oh, yeah, yeah, ended. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all do it. Look, you and I, Yep. as much as we definitely lived our lives against that. Yeah had to fight against this idea that we can take second chair right. to all things. Right. And we grew up in a time where we were very much educated. That was yep. very important to our families. 
and our brains were considered necessary. Yeah. Um, and it was still challenging. But pay disparity is still a real issue. Mm-hmm. In 2019, it's still a real issue. Did you watch the episode of Blackish about... Oh my God, feminists! Oh yes, I did with Tracy Ellis Ross and uh, the girls from First My Girlfriends. <laughs> that was another show that I screamed my way through. <laughs> Sal and I used to watch that show all the time religiously. That was like that was our show because you know a lot of things like I like but he doesn't. Right, he right. Likes what I know, but like. Girl, he was like, this is actually very funny. It's very um, funny. I love when William shows up at the end. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> and what's funny is you're right. I totally forgot about William. And then he shows up. I'm like, oh, my God. You were like central to the storyline for the entire yep. time. Yep. Um, yeah. Joan was a, a hot ass mess. Oh, my God. Yeah. You like kept fighting for when her. When she was dating that British guy, I was like, yeah. Joan, what are you doing, girl? And then Tony's just the worst. Tony's it's the worst. She's just the worst friend ever. But then like it's sad because then they stopped being friends. Yep. Like. what? Well, it's a lot of work being was, friends with somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It was like, very frustrating. It was very yeah. frustrating to watch because, you, you know, like I think we all have that friend a little well, bit. Well, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Like, can you not make it about you just for like. Like a second. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. for like many years, like she could not not make it about her. Yeah. But those tiny moments where she would and you're like, oh, yeah, good. And then like, no, yeah. it was they, they were back. Yeah. It's so great. It's oh, yeah, that was a great episode. Oh, yeah. my God. That episode was amazing. But it was really interesting. They're talking about the pay gap and the differences mm-hmm. in and those white women mm-hmm. like in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> was like and at one point i was like why doesn't she understand what she's saying and so looks at me like that's the point of the episode <laughs> right okay okay like, i'm sorry that that reminded me of a, a somebody posted something on twitter I, I think it was a guy and he was like uh oh god what was it something like um lizzo makes basic white women feel um uh, Oh, no. Make me feel like a basic white woman feels after she's listening to. No, <laughs> I'm butchering this. Start again. God, please give me the confidence that a basic white woman has listening, Lizzo. dancing to Lizzo. Right. <laughs> so it's really funny. But my but what I love is like all these white women started posting. Hey, give me one thing. Can I have this one thing? <laughs> Can I tell you that, you know, I've read the name of it, put your hands up, check yeah, with yeah, yeah. Like if I'm running and that song comes on, I'm like, yeah, feeling good. I am that white woman. I'm like, It was yes, so funny Lizzo. though. And I was like, see, these ladies could be my friends because they know it's a joke, right? Yeah, but yeah, some yeah, of yeah. them were like really offended. But I think they took it in the spirit in which the guy said it because a guy said it, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like uh, they were like, and then they put up gifs like uh, of people <laughs> dancing badly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling good as hell. Oh my God. They were like, hey, don't call me out. I need this or something like that. I started cracking up. Oh my God. It's so true. It's so true. Well, you know, Nancy sounds awesome. She is. I have to thank her tonight while I eat ice cream. Oh, I have ice cream at home. And I had it last night. It was delicious. Um, What kind? kind? um, The Telemuk. Okay. Okay. Vanilla, homemade vanilla ice cream. I'm a vanilla Ooh, ice cream like, girl. Okay. All right. I, I know. I, I know. Mean, I guess we can still be friends. I, I think <laughs> I think you can tell the quality of the ice cream by how good the vanilla is. You know, I've heard people say that before. Yeah. 
But I, I don't understand. I'm telling you, it's really good. It's that's not chocolate. It, it tastes like homemade he, I, I actually know exactly what you're yeah, saying. It's, it's really I'm the good. same way. I just need a chocolate chip in there. Oh, oh you need cho- you need some chocolate. Need, like, put like a chocolate chip in there. Well, Miriam, everyone needs a little chocolate in there. <laughs> Did I just like hand you that line <laughs> in a platter? You're welcome. <laughs> Well, Nancy's great and she is awesome. My notorious woman this week is awful. Okay. Oh my God, this bitch. We're back. Um, <laughs> so my notorious woman this week is Gertrude Banaszewski. I'm going to butcher her name. Well, Because it's B-A-N-I-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Banaszewski. 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 I might okay. have made that up. But it I'm going to try like and avoid saying her last name because I don't like, want to butcher her it. Her first name again is? Uh, Gertrude. We'll call her G. So, yeah. So, Gertrude was born Gertrude Van Fossen, however, on September 19th, 1928 in Indianapolis, Indiana. What? That's a name in Indianapolis? Yeah. To Molly Oakley and Hugh Marcus Van Fossen Sr., both of whom were of Dutch descent. Okay. I'm like, what? Where? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, ben, uh, so Gertrude was the third of six children, and her family was working class, poor, or working class. Okay. Because uh, they were recent immigrants. They were struggling, yeah. right? Um, or no, perhaps her grandparents were from, uh, were immigrants, and her parents were probably first generation. Now, uh, in 1939, when Gertrude was about 10, her, she saw actually her father die from a sudden heart attack. Oh, God. Um, six years later, she dropped out of high school at age 16 to marry an 18-year-old named ah. John Stephen Benicheski. So... I don't approve of that. This is how the cycle keeps going. Yeah. And I'm sure her parents begged her. Yeah. Just finish high school, girl. Just like, finish high school. Just finish high school. Like, it's hard enough if you come from a poor family, but at least get a little education. And I know women were not working in the workforce as much as they could, but you had options. But if just, you had if you had high a school. high school, and especially then, now a high school diploma does not go as far. Right. But then it went a little bit farther. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. for a woman. If yeah. you wanted to be like a secretary. Yep. If you finished high school, it was fine. Work in a department store. Yeah, you know, exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, now, she, okay, so she, her father died when she was 10. She married at 16 to, so she married an 18-year-old. Okay. And they had four children. Ooh. Now, John was a, um, Ben Chesky was a, um, the kind of guy you would think 18 marrying a 16 year old so he beat his Ooh, wife okay. i'm saying he beat his wife mm, yeah. i'm just gonna say it and he um even though he beat her occasionally it said only occasionally only occasionally then what's the problem lavetta they were together 10 years before they divorced damn so following her divorce she's now in her 30s um no she's now 26. like 20 uh yeah 20 late mid to late 20s okay she married a man named edward guthrie oh she went right back on that horse okay but that only lasted three months oh okay because i'm sure he probably he must have been worse than john so yeah um now shortly after i believe in premarital sex yes you can just have have Mm -hmm. sex with the man and then be like you know what he beat me the other day i'm gonna go you do not have a ring or have a long courtship you know you know, sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, man, those guys can hang out for years. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, to a 16-year-old, six months seems like a long time. But six months is long enough for the real him to come out. But when they're Not 16 and 18. Well, I mean, there are men who've had a whole other families for, right. like, 25 years. But I, and maybe as we get older, because now when I date, like, 
I can, but maybe because I'm, I can look but for it. You know what to look for. Uh, yeah, at that age you don't. But you know, I mean, getting married at sixteen and then having four children—that's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, but this was what nineteen in the nineteen fifties. So, uh, so she found Edward. That only lasted three months. So they divorced shortly after Edward. She went back to John. Oh, my God. They got back together. Okay. And had two more children. Wow. You know so, what? I'm wondering if her parents got married young. Yeah. And had lots of they kids. They absolutely did. So she was like, that's what you do. That's just what you do. Yeah. This this woman is very much a woman of her time. Yeah. And not a lot of education. Right. And so, but also bad decisions. Okay? Bad choices. So she goes back to John. So that's marriage number three wow. to her first husband. Did she remarry? Yeah, they went she, back like, together. Divorced, yeah. married the other guy, divorced, remarried John. John okay. and had two more children. Two more children. So that's they had two pregnancies. Yes. So that's well, two. They had six children. Pregnancies in the fifties. Yeah. After she already said, "Hey, you're a dick, Wad." Yep. She changed her mind. Okay. But then the couple divorced again. Wow. Nineteen sixty three. Okay. So we knew that was going to happen, yeah. right? Now, weeks after her third divorce from John, the first husband and third husband, she began a relationship with a 22 year old man not, she named not know. Okay. Dennis Lee Wright. Right. Okay. So, um, you know where this is going. I do. Okay. But I guess she figured, hey, well, I'm a robbed the cradle. But the whole point of robbing the cradle. I mean, that child is probably the same age as her first child. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, the point of robbing the cradle is so you have the upper hand. I right? didn't see that. Yeah, right. Nope. No, he beat so, her, right? Yep. Of course he did. Yep. Bingo. And now so, you're like frail. You can't fight back. Like, mm. I wish to. I, girl, if I was 36 <laughs> and some 22 year old starts smacking around, I was like, motherfucker, we're not doing this no. today. <laughs> you got you this is the other way around. now to turn around. Yeah. And I don't need to see that face ever again. Like, no. I'd be like, what? Nope. What? Who? No. Not Gertrude. Now that shows, that should tell you perhaps what kind of personality she had mm-hmm. that she's a woman who's used to being abused by men yes. right even a 22 I'm, I'm year old guess her daddy wasn't so nice maybe maybe before, not before you know you know now so but before so dennis the 22 year old mm, abused child, her yes and then they had one child together seriously seven children she has now that's okay that's a lot of babies so they had a boy okay dennis lee wright jr Mm. Now, shortly after the birth of his son, mm-hmm. Dennis, the 22-year-old, is like, I'm out. See you, bitches. That tracks. Yeah. Was she named the child after him? Of course she did. I can't. But not in his defense, but a 22-year-old man uh-huh. with an older woman with seven children. Why did you put your penis in her in the first place? Because he is a dude who okay. beats women. Right. Okay. Who's, you know. Right. Prince Charming. So. Mm. Uh, <laughs> He's a very nice prince. Bad decisions no. all around. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's, she has seven children. I watched this movie, by the way. Okay. Oh, there's been a movie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. So now mm. she, so Gertrude has seven children. She's uh, thrice divorced. <laughs> and been abandoned this like, fourth time by the fourth one man uti i'm just uh, i'm sure she did i'm okay. sure she did Yeast now infection something she did okay. say that now she did file a paternity suit against dennis good for financial support of their yes. child although he was seldom able to pay well it makes sense yeah 
So by 1965, Gertrude was living alone with her seven children, Paula, Stephanie, John, Marie, Shirley, James, and Dennis Wright Jr. Um, I would have changed Dennis Wright Jr.'s name right away. You see what I did there? So Yeah. So there's John Jr. and there's Dennis Jr. Yeah. I would have been like, no, now you're George and Joaquin. Moving on. Like, that's I, what I would have done. That's just like, this is birth control. This is why birth women control. need access this to birth control. This is why women need access to birth control. Yeah. Exactly. So he, so all her, so her children, her seven children range from age 17 to one. Okay. Right? <laughs> that's terrifying. Now, me. although she's still in her 30s and about five, six in height, she weighed only about 100 pounds. Oh, my God. And was Very described tiny. as haggard, underweight, a, a haggard, underweight, asthmatic, chain smoker. Suffering Jesus. from depression. Yeah. You think? It's a bad day. She got seven yeah. kids. Uh-huh. Don't have a high school diploma. Nope. Uh, she chain smokes and she has depression. Be- yeah. And she had a recent miscarriage also. Yeah. So lots you know, going on with Gertrude. One of the things I'm going to teach the, my children and all the children as mm-hmm. they get older and they're teens and they mm-hmm. want to explore sexual things is there are other things you can do than put it inside the vagina. Like maybe she should have found those other things because yeah, this just seems. It's just I don't aggressive. think Gertrude has great. She's not good at because you know there's people. There's one thing to be uneducated and another thing to just be bad at making decisions because yeah. you can have you can be very well educated and bad at making decisions. Oh yeah, right. I find that that both they're not mutually exclusive. Intelligence right? yeah. does not make exactly. you a person that makes good decisions, and even. You could be less intelligent, but yep. kind of make the right decisions along the or, way. And, and, and intelligence doesn't really have anything to do necessarily with education. You know, oh, like, very true. you know, because there's people who like uh, Bass Reeves, the people, um, the guy who a lot of people have uh, have acknowledged is probably the Lone Ranger is based on him. But he was a black man. He was an ex-slave. Oh. And like he couldn't read or write, but he could speak four native languages and yeah. anyways, like he was a badass, right? So, so his IQ was clearly yeah. very high, right? right? And so, I just want to make I just want to make that point that Gertrude doesn't seem very. She's not the brightest bulb in the shed. No, I don't. See uh, that. She don't make good decisions. And it's mm. not because she didn't have a lot of education. Because there's plenty of people who don't oh, have that. I see your point you're yeah. making, and I think it's a very, yeah. very good point. We're not attributing these poor life choices exactly. to her lack of high school. We've talked about lots of women who've barely been educated that like are way smarter than you and I will ever be. Right. And you're just like, that's, that's, that's a, fine, yeah. You know? So she was, she was depressed, seven kids, a lot of pressure, didn't have a lot of money. So now in addition to, so she would get checks from her first and third husband, John sporadic checks, right. but he didn't have a lot of money either. Cause she's like getting pregnant. This is why women get pregnant from rich men. That's what I'm saying. This is why you're pregnant. Always put the penis that's rich in your vagina. Yeah, yeah. not the poor one. No. So no. Um, you can do other things with the poor one. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not judging. Not I'm just yeah. saying insertion rich. That's a lesson for all ladies. Out that's there. what I'm just okay. saying. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so basically, she has these seven children. She's underweight. She has she has asthma. She's a chain smoker. She's like kind of a shrivel, but she's only in her thirties, right? So now. She uh, now, so her first husband has now become a policeman, oh. but he probably has another family he knowing busy beating up his new I'm wife. Sure. What's going on? So in order to pay for things, she occasionally performed odd jobs for neighbors and acquaintances, such as sewing okay. or cleaning in order to earn mo- money. Now her apartment at the time, her, her rent was $55 a month. 
Wow. So this is 1965, okay? $55 a month. Side note. Now, side now. so there's another story. So side note, this man named Lester Likens, a carnival worker, and his wife, Elizabeth, were falling on even harder financial times than usual. There's a guy in the neighborhood. Okay. They had five children of their own, three girls wow. and two boys. Okay. And they always struggled to put food on the table despite trying their hand at uh, his hand at several jobs because he was a hard worker, but he okay. only had an eighth grade education. That's rough. Right? Yeah. So his options were limited. So his two sons would often help him. So basically they would travel around with the carnivals and they'd okay. have like a, uh, like a candy stain, uh, stand, stain, a candy stand, like, right. you know, to sell candy to the people and going. soda and, you know, yeah. things like that at the carnival. So they would follow. So that was at least steady. Because he okay. had tried all kinds of other jobs, trying to open businesses. Nothing really worked for this guy. And he has five children, right? So he, so his sons would help, help him a lot, but he didn't like taking his daughters on the road with him as one of his daughters, Jenny, suffered from polio. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he often left Jenny with, along with her sister, Sylvia, with the relatives when they went on the road. Okay. Because they didn't want it. They were still relatively young and they, he and his wife didn't want to disrupt their schooling because they're like, you got to at least finish high school. So, right. Right. So, uh, so on July, but on July 3rd, 1965, Elizabeth, uh, this Lester's wife mm-hmm. was arrested for shoplifting. Oh, they were poor. Yeah. And she went to jail. I give up. I mean, so, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So he's he has to leave town to follow the carnival because there's no money coming in. Do you know more money it took to arrest her and put her in yep. jail than it would be for her to be like, my bad, I was hungry, yep. but here you go. Especially for things like that, and I get I it. Mean, I get it. We're, we're not. I mean, here to I mean, judge, I'm, but. you you. It, it's not a lawless country. Well, I mean, it kind of is right now, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, there are rules, and I get it, but also there's. Yeah. You know, just give her a, he stole a loaf of bread and now he's doing hard labor for 20 right. years. Like, come on, give her a guys. fine. And yeah, uh, but it doesn't seem like it was like a long sentence, maybe a month or so. But he had That's to leave time. That's a long time. time. Yeah. Because listen, a day I is too long. I can't leave work for a month and I'm OK. I, I, mean, I can. I just can't. You know, a day is too long to be in jail. I'm just saying that. Yes. But it didn't. She didn't. It wasn't a long time, but he needed to follow the carnival. So he needed some some way, some way to put his children. Yeah. So he left his sons actually. Now one report I found said that he took his sons with him, but another one said that he put his sons with uh, his grand uh, with their grandparents and then his daughters and then one daughter with somebody else. And then Jenny and Sylvia, he asked, uh, our girl girl Gertrude that's not good to take her in no, because I was you were gonna say that. Because and he said I pay you twenty dollars a week. I remember okay. her rent is fifty five dollars a month. Right. So that's eighty dollars oh, wow. a month, right? Yeah. So to take care of them, right? So um now he had met Gert- Gertrude through Gertrude's daughter, uh, two daughters, Paula and Stephanie, who attended school with Jenny and Sylvia, okay. the Arsenal Technical High School. Okay. So they knew each other and they knew her in the neighborhood and they knew her just they he they had a good she had a pretty good reputation and she has so many kids so then i'm thinking because he's a dude he's not a mom he's right. thinking well she has daughters they're girls so to be better to put them with girls i really think his heart was in the right place right okay okay so and then he's thinking well um i'm gonna put put you here 
Um, Where's their and then, mom? So their mom is in jail. Remember, she oh, was right, arrested. Right, right, right. Yes. This is for just the month. Just for the month. Okay, okay. He's like, I'll be back, but I'll pay you twenty dollars mm-hmm. a week, right? So shortly after July fourth, um, the sisters moved into Gertrude's place, okay. so that their father could leave, right. and then the mother would actually uh, go to meet him on the East Coast, and then they would travel around, and then come back. But they would okay. get the girls because he didn't want to disrupt their schooling, right? Um, so. Um, in now, uh, oh, so they, they said that they were going to come back in, in November. So oh, it's July. Wow, so back in November, time. right now during the initial week, Sylvia and Jenny. Now again, Jenny has polio. Right. Sylvia does not. Sylvia and Jenny resided with Gertrude and her seven children. Uh, they said that Sylvia was, um, they Gertrude didn't really discipline the the girls, I, and again, this is 1965, so they treated children very differently than we do yeah, than now, do. right? Yeah. So the first couple of weeks, you know, Sylvia sang along with pop records, and she and Stephanie uh, hung out, and they would do their housework, uh, would do housework together because they wanted to help out. And Sylvia was a, a good, well raised girl. She was very sweet. Okay. So was Jenny. They were okay. very sweet girls. Now, by all accounts, um, like I said, Sylvia was sweet, but she did have two front missing teeth. She had lost because she was playing around with her two brothers. Okay. That happened, yeah. right? It, yeah, I have, a, I have a couple scars I got from playing around my brothers. And the kids would, uh, so Jenny and Sylvia also attended Sunday school with Gertrude's seven children, okay. right? Now, or six children, because one's a baby. Now, Lester had agreed to pay her $20 a month, but um, the weekly payments gradually came started coming later and later. Okay. $20 right? a week or $20? $20 a week. Okay. Right. $80 a month. Okay. So um, now when they started a, a coming later, like one or two days late, later than they're supposed to, Gertrude would get mad and take her frustrations out on mm. the sisters. Mm. And she had what they call like, it's a paddle kind of like uh, what um, fraternities use. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. So she would use them uh, and various other things, but especially the paddle. And then she would say, quote, well, I took care of you two little, two little bitches for a week for nothing. End quote. Wow. Right. Now, on one occasion in late August, so they started saying with her in July, on July 4th, late August, both girls were beaten approximately 15 times on the back with the oh, paddle God. after Paula... Gertrude's daughter accused the sisters of eating too much food at a supper, at a church supper, all the household kids had attended. First of all, Paula, that ain't none of your damn business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your eyes should be on your plate, Paula. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Also, I'm what? sure there's not a lot of food in the house because there's so many damn kids. So, yeah, kids are going to eat, hungry children are going to eat hungry. food at church. That's, That's what it's there for. What it's there for. That's actually what it's there Why for. Why they do it. Yeah. So she tattletailed on them. And so Gertrude got mad. Now, by mid-August, Gertrude had begun to focus most of her abuse exclusively on Sylvia, with the primary motivation likely being jealousy of Sylvia's looks. Oh, She's very petite. But also... bitch right yeah. there. Okay. One of the uh, like videos I saw on YouTube also said that it may have initially started from Paula, her 17-year-old daughter, being jealous of Sylvia as well. That's what happened. Because maybe a boy at school mm-hmm. thought Sylvia was no. cute yeah. and da-da-da-da, right? Uh, but again, Gertrude has her own issues with men because, mm. again, she has seven does, kids, does, she's does been she? abandoned, mm. whatever. Um, she's the dumbest of rocks, yeah. I'm just saying. But she's jealous of a 15-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, now, according to some, the initial abuse, like I said, came from that, you know, maybe that uh, Paula. But also it started because Gertrude said of minor infractions, um, like such as like, uh, uh, I don't know, things that she would blame on Sylvia. So much so that she refused to give Sylvia enough food to eat. So then Sylvia would go to the trash can and eat food out of the garbage. That's crazy. So at first she was like, you can't have any dinner. So then she's like, well, you can have the leftovers that the kids leave on their plates. And then, or, you know, they would start putting it in the trash and then Sylvia hungry because she's a child and she's hungry. Oh my God. Yeah. Now. She's on one horrific, o- this bitch. This bitch, it's going to get worse, girl. Oh, my God. On one occasion, okay. Sylvia was accused of stealing candy she had actually purchased. On another, she was sub- subjected to humiliation when she admitted that she once had a boyfriend. Uh, she 15. Of course, she had a boyfriend. They had boyfriends. And she's cute. And boyfriend probably meant I held his hand at school. You know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, so upon hearing this, Gertrude's oldest daughter, by this time, was three months pregnant. Oh, my God. So she probably had a boyfriend, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sylvia's skinny because she's starving her. They're starving yeah, her. They're starving and, her. and she comes from a poor family. Right. And she's not pregnant. So, um, so Paula kicked Paula, Gertrude's oldest daughter, kicked Sylvia in the genitals and accused her of being pregnant also. Um right how how can you do that that's not now if my child uh-huh. attacked another child i would kill them i would i would not choke her out because she is pregnant but i would make it very clear we do not do that in this house well i will say this my child once did that to another child yes not that because your children Small are children. how old they are five <laughs> yes. and you know what i did right. i got mad yes and i explained yeah under no uncertain terms do we ever do that again exactly but your children are five this bitch here is 17 that bitch knows better yeah so um so they need to get out of so so gertrude was just like oh whatever because she's already smacking them on the butt because of late charges she says right a late payment from their dad now on one occasion the family ate supper um, as a family ate supper, Gertrude, Paula, and a neighborhood boy named Randy Gordon force fed Sylvia a hot dog overloaded with condiments and spices. So they probably gave it to her too fast, uh, cause they probably were shoving it down her throat. She vomited. And afterwards they told her to eat the vomit. What the fuck? Oh my God. This woman is horrific. I want her yeah. to die. Does she die? I so hope she dies. So, okay. <laughs> so Sylvia, um, so the abuse started just escalating, and then it they would have other stupid reasons or made up reasons or something, and it said that um, uh, so they at one time they beat Sylvia because they said because Paula said that. Sylvia had spread a rumor at the high school that she and Stephanie, her sister, were prostitutes. Oh, my God. And this made Stephanie's boyfriend, this boy named Coy Hubbard, break up with, no, physically attack her. Okay. Uh, No, I'm sorry. So Paula said that Sylvia had spread a rumor that uh, Paula and Stephanie were prostitutes. So this made Stephanie's boyfriend, Coy, so upset that he attacked Sylvia. Oh, my God. So Gertrude's attacking Sylvia. Paula's attacking Sylvia. Now Paula's boyfriend, Coy, is attacking Sylvia. 
right? Okay, Sylvia needs to get out of this house. While Sylvia, while uh, Stephanie just watched him, this boy attack her, right? On another another occasion, Paula beat Sylvia about the face, which um, so hard that she broke her own wrist. Oh my god! And I then mean, that's karma working for you, but yeah. Still. And then, but once she got the cast on, she used that to beat Sylvia this even more. Bit, I cannot handle this. Yeah. Why? Now, because. Yeah, I'll get into that a little bit, right? You can get knitting maybe or some Sudoku. (laughs) There are hobbies out there. Girl, I don't. So so now now Gertrude eventually um, she she would occasionally force Jenny, who has polio, remember, Mm -hmm. to strike her own sister. Um, And and if Jenny did not do it, she would still then she would beat Jenny, who has polio. Oh, my God. This woman, when I say is a Nazi. Don't take that lightly. No, no, she's, no, she's basically she's, a Nazi. Yeah, she's sadistic. So now Coy, Paula's boyfriend, um, and several of his classmates came over and got into quote unquote the fun. And they began to frequently, both physically and verbally, attack Sylvia, often collaborating with Gertrude and her children as they watched. Okay, so it's a concentration camp for yeah. Sylvie. Yeah. And then Gertrude would invite other neighborhood kids over. Because remember, these are kids. She's Could the ringleader. Could not like run? I'm going to get to that in just a little bit, right? Okay. So they will all come over and they would beat her um, and like treat her like a dummy, right? Like a, a like a, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um, and um, they even would light cigarettes and burn her body. God damn it. Um, they would, um, uh, once they forced her to strip naked, they started forcing her to strip naked in the family living room and, and insert a Coca-Cola bottle in her vagina. Oh my God. Um, and with Gertrude egging them on and saying, um, saying to, to, to uh, about Sylvia to prove to Jenny, her sister, what kind of girl you are to prove to your sister that you're a whore. Right. Oh my God. Um, now because this bitch, bitch, Gertrude is a, a fucking C U N T. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Yeah. She eventually forbade Sylvia from attending school. I and I think say, she did this because of the the bruises were starting to show. Well, I just feel like, I feel like now, hopefully, I like to think that some schools at least would notice there's a problem and intervene. That's why right? CPS was invented, kids. Like This is why. I think that's why she forbade her from attending school because the, the yeah. bruises are starting to show, right? Um, now, especially, so she did this after, um, uh, Sylvia confessed to stealing a gym suit from school because Gertrude refused to purchase right. a suit for her for gym class. Um, so for this act, she whipped her with a three inch wide police belt. Jesus. Um, and then she started saying that, oh, you're a whore. You've been sleeping around with premarital marital sex. And remember this is 1965. Um, and then, uh, now, at one time, Stephanie actually intervened and was like, she didn't do anything. Because you you, yeah. ha- you got to imagine this is going in. This is this is like, like at f- first it's fun when you're a kid, but then you're like, this is just even teenagers know this is not thing. right. So all those kids, not one kid thought to talk to the to another kid, maybe we should go to the school. Maybe this nope. is not okay. God damn. Because these are all sadists, right? Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, so now that, so now you may wonder why didn't Jenny and Sylvia tell anybody? So now it was reported that they, Gertrude threatened them and said that, um, that if they told anybody, 
the beatings would get worse. It'd be worse for them. Remember. That's what they say. They're children. They don't know. I mean, Lavetta, there's so much we do for our kids now. Yeah. I mean, and kids have access to the internet. Yeah. They have. But back then, they really feel like adults really had a lot of control over children. This era that got now us as parents to be like, if anyone ever tells you not to tell mom and dad about when you should tell that is what you don't have to tell them you're going to tell us but you have to tell us and also you know um bullies and sadists they they test you so she tested with beating them with the paddle right and they didn't say anything because some children you you just look at wrong and they tell on you some kids would be like that's my children this is what happened see what happened was like the other day it was like um my kid was having a tantrum and we were just like, okay, you know what? Just put him in his room. Right, right, right. And when you calm down and we do this thing where we'll talk to each other from the room, but you're not leaving the room because I am punishing you. Right. So my husband picks up the kid. Come on. And he's like wailing. Yep. And by the time I'm able to talk to him, why are you so, what happened? Why are you so, because it was like nothing. Daddy hurt me when he picked me up. And I'm like, he didn't. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. He just. Yep. He was, you were crazy. Yep. And he was just trying not to get beaten in the face with your flailing arms. But like, my kids are like, they'll, they'll be like, mom, you looked at me funny. Yep. You know, and you're like, yep. all right. I mean, that's good. It's that's a good, good. Thing. It's good. I want you to think of that as yeah. aggressive because, I mean, but it's not. Predators but like, are like, man, this fucking kid's got a big mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. That's right. My children have a big, big mouth. fucking mouths. Yeah. So Gertrude had been testing these girls all along and they're good, nice girls who are taught to do what elders say, right? And also they threaten them that if you say anything, it's going to get even worse. So these kids can't imagine, right? Now, um, she, um, Jenny was also worried, the one with polio, because she was told by Gertrude, if you tell anybody, then I'm going to start doing this to you. Right. Right? Now, um, now they did, uh, and then also Jenny was being bullied by girls in the neighborhood. And then they all know these girls were, uh, very vulnerable. Yes. They didn't have their parents around and they didn't have a network of people who knew them of, uh, you know, family members yeah. and extended family or friends. Uh, because remember their families like carnies in a way, yeah. you know, they kind of travel around, but these are good girls right now in July and August, both, uh, Lester, um, and his wife would would return occasionally. So that's probably why it got increasingly bad to visit their daughters when their schedule afforded them. And they never told them? So, right, Sylvia and Jenny never told them because they knew that they were leaving again. Well, and but this if is, they told them, this, then this maybe they kids, wouldn't leave them. This is a kid's mentality. Mommy and daddy has to go on the road to work. If they don't work, mommy and daddy won't have any money. But maybe mommy and daddy can take you with them. What you and I know that that's uh-huh. true, that the parents would definitely take them with yeah. them and they would still figure out a way to make. Yeah, they'd make it. But work. a kid doesn't think that it's like when kids blame themselves for adults breaking up. Oh, God, it's so heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. And again, this is 1965. Kids are a lot savvier now. Yeah. Back then they were not. They were very dumb. I'm yeah. Just saying. I mean, right. Yeah. And not a wise to the ways of the world. Right. So they would come and. um on this, so on one occasion, neither girl, so it was early on in the abuse. Okay. Right? Um, and then they were never out of the presence of Gertrude or her children. Oh. Right? With her family. Oh, man. Because it's not that, it's not just Gertrude 
It's the children yeah. also abusing her. So they were always in the room. She was never alone oh. with her parents. Okay, okay. So go on. Right? Go on. Again, what kids happened? nowadays would be like, so this is what happened? And right? then it'd be a whole thing. But back then, kids were taught to be well-behaved. Yeah, being seen and not heard is not appropriate words to tell a child. You know, it's like one of my favorite podcasts, my favorite murder, okay. Fuck Politeness. Fuck, fuck fucking politeness. politeness. That's my right. Kid, my kid who ha- he likes to be a superhero mm-hmm. and he's very strong for his age uh-huh. and he wants to save the world and he's he sees like a little too much of the like the superhero battles. Yeah. And so we're trying to get his arms to calm down and right, right, not right, start right. playing these games with other kids when they're unaware. So he, right. he's coming from a good place, but he's still he's really strong. But then he asked me, we were somewhere and, you know, they're kind of old enough. We're like. We're not, we don't have, you don't have to be in the stall with me in the bathroom. Right, go to right, the bathroom. In right, fact, right. I would not mind some space and you're big enough where you can just stand there and talk to me. Right. Right. And so I said, buddy, why don't you go out? I'm going to go potty real quick. You just, I can see you through this hole. And, right, right, right. And he's like, he went, mommy, what if someone tries to take me? And I'm like, it breaks my heart. <sighs> and I was like, you scream and you kick and you bite and you do whatever you need to do, buddy. And you know what? I have to say like, a f- they wouldn't be able to get away with this with a five or six year old. No, they wouldn't. That's they, true. They're getting away with this because these are teenagers. teenagers. Yeah. So teenagers are big enough to have enough fear, mm-hmm. but not old enough to know the ways of the world in right. 1965. Yeah. That's another thing, right? And point. they've been she's been testing them to see what she can get away with, right? So um, now, so the parents came to visit, and the last time they left, um, Gertrude immediately said to Sylvia, "Quote: What are you going to do now, Sylvia? Now that they're gone." A child. She's saying this to a fucking child. This woman's in her... Anyway. So in September, okay. so they've been there since July, uh, they did manage to find their older sister, because it's three girls and two boys, uh, Diana Shoemaker. Okay. They ran into her at a local park. Now, both... They did tell. They were like, this is what's happening to us. And da, 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 da. Okay. Diana said they must be exaggerating. What a bitch. So many bitches. She... <sighs> So, yeah, they explained to her and she was like, no, you guys must be, it can't be that bad, right? Now, uh, they didn't know, so they didn't tell her the actual address because they were all kind of sort of separated. Um, Because again, this probably wouldn't have been able to happen if there were four of them. Right. But there's two of them. One of them is crippled. Right. And the other one is protective of the crippled one. Right. And I I have a feeling that Sylvia was saying a lot of it so it wouldn't turn to Jenny. Right. Right. That's what it sounds like to me too. Um, so, um, so, the, so the girls went back to the house. This is in September to buy their time until November. Right okay. now, shortly after a uh, particularly, so then she started Gertrude and the other kids started uh, getting where they would beat her. And then they would put her in a bath with hot scalding water to cleanse her of her sins. Jesus Christ. So then it became this twisted. Yeah. Bitch, you ain't anyway. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, now the father of one of the neighborhood boys, this guy named Michael John Monroe, he heard about the abuse because I'm sure the kids are talking about yeah, it. The totally. neighborhood kids, right? But then adults don't always believe children either. God damn right? it. So he heard about the abuse. So he called the high school and, and, uh, and filed a, an anonymous report that a girl with open sores on her entire body was living at Gertrude's place. Okay. So he stepped in. He was like, I don't think this is right. Cause yeah. maybe the kids have been saying it, but he didn't realize it. And then he right. saw her and he was like, she doesn't look good. So he called the high school. So, um, and because Sylvia had stopped attending school, a school nurse went to Gertrude's house to investigate. Okay. Gertrude told her that Sylvia had run away. 
the previous week and that she didn't know where she was. And she also added, because she's a fucking sadistic ass cunt bitch, mm. she added that Sylvia was, quote, out of control and that her open sores were a result of Sylvia refusing to maintain decent personal hygiene. Oh my God. Okay, so what happened? Does the nurse believe her? Nope. God, yes. No. No, the nurse believes her? Yes. Bitch! She also said that she Sylvia was a bad influence on her children and Jenny, uh, Sylvia's sister. So the nurse, she must have accepted it, so she went back to the school and no do, further do, do. investigation. Time for dinner. So Sylvia's, and this is why Jesus. child services probably mm-hmm. ramped up, right? Yep. Now, the next-door neighbor of Gertrude was a middle-aged couple named Raymond and Phyllis Vermillion. Okay. Both initially viewed Gertrude as an ideal caregiver they didn't know because right. you know this is 1965 yeah. so they went to they but they visited gertrude's house on two occasions and they said later on they said that on both occasions they witnessed paula physically abusing sylvia okay. not gertrude paula so maybe that's why they didn't think it was a big deal because it's two girls around the same age yeah but honestly right? if you're hanging out and you see one girl beating the shit out of another girl that's the problem. That's not like, oh, they're but the same But they're thinking, age. oh, Gertrude's going to take care of this, right? But on both occasions, Sylvia had a black eye. And Sylvia and, and Paula was boasting about her mistreatment of Sylvia. So on the second visit, they both uh, uh, saw that Sylvia was extremely meek and she seemed zombified. Yeah. But nevertheless, the Vermillions were like, oh, none of my business. What the fuck? All right. All right. All right. Who's going to fix this? Someone needs to fix this. Now on about, so around October 1st, the girl's sister, Deanna, she finally found where they were staying. Okay. So she went there and tried to, because she wanted to see her sisters on a regular basis. But Gertrude refused to let her in Mm. and saying, get off my property. Yeah, that's because she was abusing your sisters like your sisters told you. Yep. And so two weeks later, they ran into her again in the park. And she's like, well, what happened? I I came to the place. She wouldn't let me see you. And Jenny said to her, I can't tell you or I'll get in trouble. Mm hmm. All right. So this is just it's it's I I, when I when I printed this out, I was like, oh, this is long. So I'm not going through all of this stuff, but. Um, so the, the mutilation went on. She started, uh, she finally put her in the basement, Jesus, tied her up in the basement so they could go down there and have their fun with her. Goddamn. And she, they would, they left her in, in near starvation all the time. She was naked most of the time. Uh, they would beat her, scald her, all this stuff. She was just like a rag doll, like just a, a funny thing to them. One kid even said, uh, oh, everybody's having fun with Sylvia. Jesus Christ. Now, they even branded her. Gertrude even branded her or carved into her body. I'm a prostitute and proud of it. And then later taunted Sylvia is like, uh, quote, Sylvia, what are you going to do now? You can't get married now. What are you going to do? This bitch, she's mad because she picked some scum bucket guys. Yep. And she wants to ruin this young girl's chance of having a happy life. Bitch, you the one chose these men. Bitch, you need to die now. Like, slowly. You're a fucking... You know what? And when you see pictures of her, she looks like what she sounds like. Yeah. Like that dried up, shriveled up. She looks like a Disney witch. Like a, a yeah, dried like up the Disney witch. Yeah. Cauldron yep. stirring. Yep. Um, and so now Sylvia's a child. She probably didn't understand why any of this was going on. So Gertrude started carving this into it. And then Coy, mm-hmm. Paula's boyfriend, finished. 
Now, um, uh, da, da, da. So, oh, so I guess Gertrude figured that they were going to kill this girl. Right. I mean, yeah. So she, and also remember the parents are coming back in November. So in October, sometimes she had, she forced Sylvia to write a letter saying that, um, uh, that she what was it that she had uh that she had run away um she forced her to write a letter and, and that she uh that she had run away and a group of anonymous local boys abused and mutilated her in exchange uh, um and had because she had initially agreed to have sex with all of them she just wants this girl to be a whore right oh she God. agreed to have sex with all of them um, and when she changed her mind, they beat her and put this on. So this is what she wrote she in the letter. It. She forced Sylvia to write this letter. She woke up in the middle of the night and forced her to write this letter. Right. Cause she knew the parents were coming back. So she needed an excuse. Right. So, and then later on, Sylvia and Jenny realized that they had intended to beat her and then dump her body in the woods. Okay. So what happened? Right. Okay. She's like, okay. So uh, on October 25th, Sylvia attempted to escape, but um, Gertrude and Corey found her because she's also so weak. She can't really right. get out of the house. So they dragged her to the basement. They beat her. They, they you know, smacked her on the head, all this stuff. Um, and then she was so weak, she passed out. So then they tried to force feed her toast. Now on this, on the 25th, a neighbor said that she heard a noise about three o'clock in the morning and it was Sylvia yelling. Cause Sylvia's like, I'm yeah. going to die. I'm going to die. So she's just like yelling and she just didn't have a lot of energy. And then the neighbor said that it ended around 3 AM. So she decided not to call the police after all. Okay. Right. Okay. So on October 26th, the next day, Sylvia, she like, couldn't even, she was dying, right? She couldn't yeah. like move. She couldn't talk. So, um, but they, John Jr. sprayed her with a garden hose to wake her up, I guess. I don't know. They really thought that she was like a toy or something. I don't. They're insane. So she finally collapsed on um, the the stairs, trying to go up the stairs, trying to get away. And um, so she fell down the stairs. So Gertrude goes and basically stomps her head in. Did she die? So then she passed out. So then Sylvia, so Gertrude's like, oh, she's just fucking faking it. So let's put her in a, a hot soapy bath. Da, da, da. No, when this bitch finally, because not only is she a dumb bitch, Gertrude, yeah. she's also a sadistic dumb cunt. Okay, yeah, I'm just I mean, going to say like, it. She's like all the words. Excuse the together. language. This bitch here. No, she, so she, when they finally realized that she was dead, she tried to give her mouth to mouth. That didn't work. Um, so then this fucking excuse for a human being got mad that she died. So mm. smacked her against the face. Anyway, you know what? Once she's dead. So oh, she okay. died. So Sylvia Likens died on October 26, 1965. Oh my God. Right. So Gertrude finally called the cops around 6 30 PM. She led them to uh, a room with Sylvia's emaciated, extensively bludgeoned and mutilated body laying upon a soiled mattress in one of the bedrooms. So they brought her from the, the basement, right? And then she handed them the letter that she had forced Sylvia to write, right? Um, now, uh, uh, 
Okay. So, and she said, oh, you know, she came back to my house after this happened to her with the boys and I tried to revive her. I put, you know, rubbing alcohol on her. I tried to, you know, but it was too late. This is what Gertrude's this telling. fucking bitch. Okay. Right? So did they believe her? So, um, so, so then they go to, uh, so then they, they, so everybody in the house was like, yeah, that's what happened. Then when they talked to Jenny, Jenny's like, this is what happened was yeah. these, these assholes are lying. Good. They had threatened her. So she started singing like a bird. So after they talked to Jenny, they arrested Gertrude. Yeah. Right. They arrested Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, John Jr. On suspicion of Sylvia's yeah. murder mm-hmm. within hours of the body. Yep. That same day, Coy Hubbard, Paula's mm-hmm. boyfriend and Richard Hobbs were also arrested Good. and charged in the same offenses. Bye. The three eldest children plus Coy were placed in custody of a near and juvenile detention center. Good. The younger children and Richard were denied, were detained at children's guardian house. They were all held without bail pending trial. Mm-hmm. Initially, Gertrude denied any involvement in Sylvia's death. And she said that the kids had done it all. Oh, sure. This is what Gertrude said. Mm-hmm. The kids, I, I mean, you know how kids are. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, murder people. I, yeah, what? I didn't know. Uh, and she said that particularly her daughter, uh, her daughter, Paula, she threw her daughter oh, under the bus. she threw her under the bus. And Coy, Paula's boyfriend, mm-hmm. had physically and emotionally abused Sylvia. That's true. She, she said that she forced the girl to sleep in the basement approximately only on three occasions because she had wet the bed. And then she became evasive and all this other stuff. The, the lawyers are like, the, the cops are like, we don't believe this bitch. Cause mm. her body, it must've been so shocking to see a young girl's body yeah. look that way. So five, eventually five other neighborhood children who had participated in the abuse, Michael Monroe, Randy Lepper, Dar- Darlene McGuire, Judy Duke, and Anna Cisco had also been arrested by October, ni- uh, by October Arrest 29th. the shit out of everybody. And they were charged with causing injury to person. Um, but they were eventually released into the custody of their parents under a subpoena to mm-hmm. appear at trial. Now, the autopsy of Sylvia's body revealed she had suffered in excess of 150 separate wounds across her entire body. Wow. She was extremely emaciated at the time of her death, and her wounds varied in location, nature, severity, and actual uh, and different stages of healing. Her injuries included burns, severe bruising, and extensive muscle and nerve damage. Oh, shit. Her vagina cavity was almost swollen shut because oh of the Coke, bot- the Coke bottle thing. Although an examination of her canal determined that she was a virgin. Um, and moreover, her fingernails were broken backwards. And most of her external layers of skin upon her face, breast, neck, and right knee had peeled or receded. Oh my God. The official cause of her death was listed by the coroner as subdural hematoma due to her receiving severe blow to the right temple. So that's what killed her. Okay. So these fuckers go to trial. Um, the grand, they, the grand jury came back, uh, and they returned first degree murder indictments against Gertrude and two of her three oldest children, Paula and John Jr. Mm -hmm. Also, she, they also indicted Richard Hobbs and Coy Hubbard. Yes, please. All were charged with having repeatedly struck, beaten, kicked, and otherwise inflicted a culmination of fatal injuries to Sylvia Mm -hmm. Likens with premeditated malice. Yes, indeed. The trial of Gertrude Oh, what did I say? Benazewski. Benazewski. And her children, Paul and John, Richard Hobbs and Coy Hubbard began on April 18th, 1966. So the next year. Okay. Gertrude was defended by some guy. I don't even want to go into that. Right. So. um, So the trial was really hard on Jenny, as you can imagine. Imagine what her parents 
their parents must have felt. I just I saw pictures of the father sitting in the courtroom. Oh God! This is what poor people. This is what poor people's children are in danger of Mm -hmm. because a lot of times, yes, they're off working. Yep, they say, and it's true now. Yeah, it's true now. Was yeah. I was every time I'm with my kids, I always make it. I was aware of making it very clear that we're very involved parents. Yeah, I want the world to know that we're involved. Yeah, because it's. I mean, I I don't. Yeah, and you need to let other people know that you're in your child's life. That's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, like yeah, yep. Because that's what predators look for. Just because, like, we are. Yeah, we are. But I I make extra effort to yeah. be clear about that they need to know yeah like don't yeah. mess with that kid because mm. that mother's crazy so mm-hmm. now i won't go into the trial too much but like Sylv- so jenny did um testify okay and she um so like so she one of the things she talked about sections of her testimony were labor later corroborated by randy leper one of the accused okay. who stated he had once witnessed sylvia crying but that she had shed no actual tears this is what he's saying oh, oh. he then visibly smirked as he confessed to having beaten sylvia on anywhere between 10 and 40 separate times oh my god he smirked right? he smirked i hope he got the death penalty hmm. i'm I'm kind of for the death penalty right now. Now, this is also not only our parents need to be involved, but also if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Yep. During the trial on May 10th in 1966, Baptist minister Roy Julian testified that he had known that Sylvia, w- that a teenage girl was being abused in Gertrude's household, although he failed to report the information to authorities as he was told by Gertrude that Sylvia had, quote, made advances to men for money. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. Why did you believe that fucking shit? She was even 15. If, even if that were true. Actually, and when she e- died, she was 16. So 15. She's a child. I will say this. If that were true, how desperate is that child? If that were true, you should pray for her and try and protect her. And protect her. her. And protect her. And if her. that were true, do you still need to beat her? No. I, but, you know, these. that's why people are like, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm like, you know, you can mm. suck it. Because if you got to talk that loudly about how pious you are. You better save the human race. Something ain't right in the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say that. Like, just do good deeds mm-hmm. and shut your damn mouth. Yeah. Don't brag about all the you good deeds what? you do. You know what? Then call CPS. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Now, the same day. So, this is what he testified to in court. That, yeah. That he... He heard that she was being abused, but then Gertrude's like, oh, she's a whore. So I guess abusing oh, whores well, is okay. Fine, I don't know. The same day, a 13-year-old Judy Duke also testified, and she admitted to having witnessed Sylvia endure salt being rubbed into her uh, sores. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then uh, a 10-year-old, Shirley, uh, one of Gertrude's children, um, so this is what the girl testified to, that she saw the 10-year-old rip open Sylvia's blouse, to which Richard Hobbs had made the casual remark, quote, everybody's having fun with Sylvia. So even the 10-year-old is in on the fun. That's disgusting. Now, Gertrude, the, late, the next day, she testified. This bitch right here. She, did, she denied any responsibility for Sylvia's prolonged abuse. And she said that it was the neighborhood children and that she uh, said that her house was a madhouse so the children had taken over so she didn't have any control over any of it. Because I'm just a weak asthmatic. I'm so frail. She also said that she had been too preoccupied with her own ill health and depression uh, to control her children. Okay. Now, yeah. in response to questioning related to whether she had physically abused Sylvia, um, 
and Jenny. She claimed that she had, quote, once started to spank Sylvia on an occasion and was un- was emotionally unable to finish doing so. Oh, my God. And so she hadn't hit the kids any further. Now, she denied having knowledge of Sylvia's uh, beating, scalding, branding, or burning. The kids they, just did it all. They can probably prove some of this in the house. They're not buying it. So the, tri- so the trial lasted 17 days. And then on May 19, 1966, after deliberating for eight hours, the panel of eight men and four women found Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder, yeah. recommending a sentence of life imprisonment. Her daughter, Paula, was found guilty of second-degree murder. Yep. And Hobbs and Hubbard and John Jr. were found guilty of Sylvia of manslaughter. Sure. Upon, upon hearing the judge uh, pronounce the verdicts, Gertrude and her children burst into tears. Oh, were they so sad? Because they were so upset. Oh, they no. were so oh, sad. They really didn't want to go to and jail. And they started consoling each other. Oh, honey. I wanted to kill her, but not get caught. Now, on um, so on <sighs> May 25th, uh, six days later, Paula and Gertrude were formally sentenced to life imprisonment. However, in September of 1970, the Indiana Supreme Court reversed the convictions what the fuck? of Gertrude and Paula on Why? the basis that the judge had denied repeatedly submitted motions by their defense counsel at the original trial for both a change of venue and separate trials because it said that it was prejudicial to hold it within that district. Okay. Assholes. So they were set free? No. So this, um, so they were retried in 1971. Okay. On this occasion, Paula opted to plead guilty to voluntary manslaughter uh-huh, rather than face her. a retrial. She was sentenced to serve a term of between two and 20 years That's it? imprisonment for her part in Sylvia's death. She eventually only served, I think about two years. What the fuck? And so did the other people. Why? She's a murderer. A murderer. Gertrude, however, was again convicted of first-degree murder uh-huh. and sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Over the course, so she went to prison, but everyone else had between two, around two years. But they were evil, yeah, bad humans. Okay. Yeah. So they're out there now, in the world, or yep. they, they're dead now? Uh, they're probably dead now. That's, that's uh, well, no, a couple of them might be still, still be alive, but older. Now, over the course of the following 14 years, Gertrude became known as a model prisoner. Fine. At the Indiana Women's Prison. Right. She worked in the prison sewing shop and was known as somewhat of a den mother to the younger female inmates. Well, you know, it's prison. Be- becoming known as by the nickname Mom. Okay. Now, during the trial, people called her the torture mom and yeah. da 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 right? Now, by the time uh, of her parole hearing in 1985, she had changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen a combination of her middle name and maiden name and described herself as a devout Christian. Okay. News of Gertrude's impending parole hearing created an uproar in Indiana. Uh Jenny and her family were like, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. And Mm -hmm. they protest galore. Yep. Now members of the two anti-crime groups also traveled to Indiana to oppose Gertrude's potential parole. Yep. And they publicly was like, no, we're against this. We support the Lycan family because they murdered this child. Yep. They murdered. They tortured and murdered this child for no fucking reason. No reason at all. We're not at war. No. No, they thought it was fun. They thought it was fun. So they don't need to live in our society. And you know what? The fact that I'm they like, did The fact that your daughter is not in jail right now, just count your goddamn blessings. I'm saying. Well, she was trying to get her daughter. Gertrude was trying She's, to be like, Paula, Paula did it. Gertrude was like, Paula's in the cell next to me. I bet when Paula, you think Paula went to visit her mother when no. she got out? 
I hope not. So like, and also the fact that they didn't. Actually, you know what? I think she did. She probably did. Because she went crazy, going crazy. Crazy, crazy, going crazy. And you know, the, the, the fact that they abused this child over several months, it wasn't like they were all like sort of in the heat of the mob mentality and then she fell and it was an accident. They repeatedly. They were trying to kill her. They were trying to kill her. They were yeah. getting satisfaction out of torturing yeah. a child. Right. So uh, that so, school needs to pay the Lycan family like a gazillion I would dollars. sue the lights out of every fucking yeah, body. Yeah, no, me too. So like you um, did not notice that she stopped going to school. You're believing this woman who says that suddenly this child is a whore. Yeah. You're a dick. Even if she were a whore. That's what I'm saying. And that, Even, yeah. But I and, know it works in 1965. That, but, that slut shaming works. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like, look, in those days. Right. Yeah. I get it. A whore does not need to be taken care of. We all know now that that's fucked up right, and right. all humanity is important. All of it, no yeah. matter what you end up doing. Yeah. So that said, it's a child. It's a child. It's a child. And they tortured this child. Oh, man. Like, these are kind of people who torture animals. Like, this is kind of stuff yeah. you hear about animal torture, like, unfortunately, is more common than we'd like to believe. Ugh. But a hu- they did this to a human being, it's, right? Oh, it's disgusting. Under the watch of a grown-ass woman. Okay. Okay, so, so what happened in so in, the, so in her parole hearing in 1985, Gertrude yeah. said that, quote, even though she wished that Sylvia's death could be, quote, undone, she continued to minimize her responsibility for any of her actions. Jesus, stating, me. quote, I'm not sure what role I had in Sylvia's death because I was on drugs. I never really knew her. I take full responsibility for whatever happened to Sylvia, end quote. Do you? Do you? Now, they took her good conduct into consideration. God. So her parole marginally passed, <gasps> and she was released on December 4th, 1985. She, so 19 years after murdering this child. She, what the fuck? Now, but people are in jail for 20 years for marijuana possession. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even fucking get me started. I mean, I just... And then how many people in Texas, once they pass the DNA in the 90s, mm-hmm. and they could... Like, it was something like... Did you know this? No. Okay. Okay, I don't remember exactly, but they basically they they created the the ability to take DNA uh-huh. and uh, and test it. Right. Over a hundred people on death row were set free. George W. Bush was governor at the time, so he stopped it. <laughs> of course he did. Uh huh. Of course he did. So you know how it's like too many black people in jail, like yeah. too many, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is questionable yeah. because the percentage just doesn't make sense. Well. Yeah. Turns out, Lavetta, this might, so there's so many people that should not be in jail, and yet this bitch, yeah, this bitch, this gets bitch out. right here, yep, she's walking free. I am not okay. And the other people only got about two years. Those other people, I can't like that's. Mm. They all killed her together. Yes, and and I understand why she got most of the time because she's a grown ass woman. Um, no, orchestrating. Two years. How two about years. ten years? How about and ten then years? She gets five lives. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Jenny's family, Sylvia's family, but I think they would have been a way more okay that with that. That would have been better. Yes. Yeah. So this bitch gets out in December 4th, 1985. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, following her release from prison, mm-hmm. she relocated to Iowa. She never accepted full responsibility for this ultimate bitch. being for, for being the ultimate architect of Sylvia Likens' prolonged torment and ultimate death. 
insisting always that she was unable to precisely recall any of her actions in the months of Sylvia's prolonged and increasing abuse within her home. She's literally a Nazi. She primarily, yep, she primarily kept blaming it. It was the drugs. I was on so many drugs. My asthma, my a- yeah, asthma you know, made me you know do it. People have, I'm sorry I'm yelling uh, into the wow. mic. I'm so pissed. I know, I think you both, you, I think there's a lot of yelling this episode. I'm so sorry, pissed. Sorry, guys. Oh my God. Asthma made me do it, basically. This bitch asthma right here. This bitch it. right here. She, oh God. so, um, so she lived out her life basically in obscurity in Laurel, Iowa until her death from lung cancer mm. on June 16th, I 1990. I hope it was like long and painful. At, she died at the age of 61. But you know who didn't die at 61? Sylvia. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you killed, killed her. her, you bitch. Now, reflecting upon the news of her death and the issues raised pertaining it to her 19, sanity. I'm sorry, 1991? 1990. 1990. She died okay. at age 61. Now, she kept, she initially, she uh, pled uh, not guilty by, re- by reason of insanity. Okay. Right? That's what she. I don't care. Yeah. Then you're insane. Go to jail. So after she died, reflecting upon. Uh, the trial and the news of her death. Uh, John Dean, a former reporter for the Indianapolis star who had provided extensive coverage of the case said in 2015, quote, I never thought she was insane. I thought she was a downtrodden mean woman in quote, in reference to uh, her actual motives for tormenting and ultimately murdering Sylvia attorney Forrest Bowman said in 2014, quote, she had a miserable life. What I think this was, she had a miserable life. What I think this was ultimately about jealousy, end quote. So, and that goes to show you, you know, like sometimes people have hard lives, but the type of person you are depends on what you do with that cruelty. Do you continue it? Then do you then um, perpetrate cruelty on another? Or do you say, I wish someone had been nicer to me. Mm-hmm. So therefore I'm going to spread goodness. Do you turn it around? Yeah. Because you have that option too. Yeah. And that's why I don't have any sympathy or empathy for people who continue the cycle. Yeah. Of exactly. any sort of abuse. I, yeah. I don't give a shit why you chose to abuse. Yeah. I really could care fucking She's a less. mean downtrodden woman. I thought that was such a great description of her she probably felt life has been so hard for me like no bitch you keep picking Mm. the wrong guys yeah look you you made bad life choices also like make better life choices yeah so she saw this little innocent young girl at the beginning of her life her adult life and the jealousy and then the fact that the child didn't have protection from family members and parents and society because not only it's bad enough that they were all doing this but the pastor, the Baptist minister, yeah, all the these neighbors. People. Are you kidding? They went to church. You didn't the see nurse. anything? I would have at least, you know, but it's, but it, it used to be so easy. Like uh, on one, on my favorite murder, they talk about a lot of times when girls, especially like, let's say around this area in 1960s would uh, be killed. The cops would always be like, oh, they were a runaway. Yes. So you could excuse stuff like, oh, they were a runaway. Yep. So the what nurse was like, they, oh, she's on runaway. What the fuck were they running away from? Figure girl, that out. Girl, that right oh there. Oh my God. Facts. As a you kid know what say, I mean? Facts. Like, you're right. Even in the 80s growing up, there was yep. a lot of like, oh, they were runaways. What were they running away from? Children don't run away from. Look, I packed a bag once <laughs> because I said I didn't want to listen to that song run again. away. <laughs> I was literally eight years old. 
And my mom was like, no, I want to hear it again. And I was like, no, it's my turn to listen to music. <laughs> my mom was like, we're going to hear it one more time and then you can listen to your songs. I was like, no, I'm leaving. My mom was like, cool, cool. And so I packed a bag and everything. <laughs> and I even like opened the front door. And my mom was like, mm-hmm, have fun. Yep. And then I closed the front door. Yeah. And then my mom was like, you want to listen to more but music? But a 12-year-old who runs away and never comes back. No. Either uh, somebody has... Um, kidnap them or something yeah. terrible has yeah. happened to yeah. them like you know charles manson was able to quote unquote have his family it was a bunch of runaway kids yeah that he said oh i'll protect you so he, he kept them hopped up on drugs again not to mm-hmm. make excuses for these things but at some point people are like i gotta get out of here because there are plenty of people in yeah. manson's family that were like these fuckers are crazy i yeah. gotta get the hell on out of here mm-hmm. so protect your children but adults if you see something that don't look right you got to call say something. and then if you see the kid again and they still don't look right, call again because one yes. check does not. And they a lot of times they yeah. won't even check if there's only they one won't call. Even, I know. So I know. you got to call like two or three times. Yeah. You can be anonymous if you want to be. Yeah. But you've got to do something about it. This poor baby. That child could have been protected. Sylvia, Her sister baby. probably felt real bad about that oh, too. The terror. Like, Ugh. and she just didn't understand why it was happening. Yeah. Because it, you know why, Sylvia, sweetheart, angel above, yeah. wherever you are, because it didn't make any fucking sense. It didn't. Because this is an evil. You know how people yeah. are like, oh, evil doesn't exist. This is evil. This evil does exist. And she brought in yeah. with these, she brought the kids in. Mm. She's a bitch. You know, if I dated a guy and I found out that he abused and ultimately killed a girl. mm. I mean, I'm going to call him in. I mean, unless he has has repented and tried to make up for it. But usually people like this don't make up for Right now while you're dating and he says, I killed someone once, but I feel bad about it. Lavetta, just break up with him. Okay. But like not right away because you don't want him to be suspicious. You know what I'm saying? So just like pause a little bit, like another date, giggle with him and then be like, no, thank you. Miriam. That, that is my dating advice to you. Have you met me? Yeah. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bring it. I wish a motherfucker would tell me some shit like yeah, that. You go, go ahead. You, you like, I turned into a 70s uh, yeah, <laughs> black exploitation yeah, character. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> Girl. Girl, no, no, he would never scene. tell me that. Ever, no, he is not that dumb. Ever, he'll mm. die. They'd be like, he'd be like, he killed somebody. Mother, I go to his grave, dig him up, and mm. start beating him. I told you again, <laughs> and I will tell you one more time. I'm, I'm that vindic- I'm that bitch who's vindictive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would dig him up and burn his skeleton. Mm-hmm. You're That's not the kind of bitch. Dead I enough. If I found out he did something like this mm-hmm. to a child, Mm-mm. no. Anyway, mm-hmm. on that note, so All that's right. that bitch, right? That bitch right there. Oh, oh my God, it was hope, a rough one. I hope her lung cancer was like, hard you know like the kind where she couldn't breathe at all you know what i mean like, my asthma made and, me do it really she, bitch she couldn't like afford chemo so it just like slowly took her over that is what i wish upon her oh mm, that bitch anyway god <laughs> all right guys that wraps it okay. up <laughs> uh we will see you next week yes yeah, um bad. remember guys to follow us on all the things all the things uh notorious w and pod on twitter and facebook 
Our email is notoriouswmpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is the only thing that's different. That's Notorious Women Podcast. And don't forget Patreon. Patreon. Woo, woo, woo. Yay. If you want to contribute and hear us call somebody and, and, and hear me say, I wish a motherfucker would. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Probably when you become a patron, again, yeah. put that in the note. Yes, do that. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. If you want to become a patron for as little as a dollar a month or $10 a month, $20 a month, $20,000 a month. Or you can give us one time payment of 20 grand. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. We'll take it. 50 million. 50. We're not mad at that. I we would. T- I think we would take 50 million. You we know, would pay you know all what? the taxes on it. I understand if it's only 5 million. <laughs> like I get it. So, you know, because you got, you got bills. Got I'm bills. not, you know. We're not greedy. No, of course not. <laughs> right? <laughs> Actually, if you gave us five million, I will write a play. Yeah, we will star in it. Don't, no problem. And all the lines would say, "I wish a motherfucker would." That's the whole play. <laughs> It'll be dedicated to you. And if you want to do that, you can go to Patreon.com. Can't wait P- for this play. We'll be able to afford to put it up. Exactly. <laughs> Some second-rate theater in LA, but still. No, we'll go first class for five million dollars. Actually, we'll go first class. The Amundsen Weir. <laughs> Here we go. And if you want to become night only. <laughs> It's not very good, but it's fine. <laughs> well, not only. I wish a motherfucker would. I wish a motherfucker would. Oh, my God. Um, if you better wanna, say it again. If you want to go to Patreon, <laughs> become a patron, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Notorious Women. <laughs> I can't that out. Anyway, guys, we'll okay. see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Ooh.